everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the Me, You, Us podcast. Uh, this week, we will be celebrating Drive Electric Week, and uh, we're going to do something different. I don't think I've ever had three guests on the show at one time, uh, but we're going to try that out and see how it goes. My first two guests are Justin Stowe and Carson Seal, and they are electric vehicle specialists here at Consumers Energy. So, Justin, please introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, so I'm Justin Stowe. I'm one of our new EV specialists with the company. Uh, we've been in this role for a few months now, and uh, our goal really is to guide our customers from uh, considering an electric vehicle all the way through, you know, I've got an EV now, and, and what do I do? Uh, and, and we're enjoying it a lot. All right, excellent. Uh, Carson, uh, you're no stranger to the podcast, but it's a new role since the last time we talked. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Carson Seal, my pronouns are he, him, and his. Uh, I joined this role the same time Justin did, about uh, back in May, and we are absolutely loving it. We both have um, pretty extensive customer service backgrounds and a lot of company knowledge, so it put us in the perfect position for this role. So we are loving every second. All right, great. Looking forward to talking about these new roles as well. Uh, my third guest is no uh, stranger to the podcast and probably no stranger to most of our listeners as uh, a lot of his episodes are very, very popular. So uh, Carl Bloss, who is the Electric Vehicle Education and Outreach Coordinator here at Consumers Energy. So Carl, if you will uh, just sort of reintroduce yourself to maybe some of those audience members who don't know who you are, I can't imagine who they might be. Uh, we'll go ahead and get the conversation started. Yeah, sounds good. Carl Bloss, uh, as you said, uh, EV Education and Outreach Coordinator. So my job is to kind of get out there in front of our customers, whether it's at uh, electric vehicle shows or at a rotary club doing an EV 101 presentation, and, and also just outreach materials like our EV newsletter to develop content for that. All right, excellent. And I just want to remind the audience, Carl's story uh, – just speaks to me because Carl retired, moved to uh, Muskegon, Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, gets into his passion of electric vehicles, starts up a blog, has a Facebook page, does all this cool electrical vehicle stuff. And then someone from consumers calls him and says, hey, could we tempt you to come out of retirement and come work for us? I mean, that's anyone who started a blog or wanted to do something or wanted to work in their passion. That's kind of a Cinderella story. Yeah, it is kind of fun. And uh, so so my, my supervisor at that point uh, was Bethany Tabor, who is out on maternity leave at the moment. Uh, but uh, she jokes that one of her claims to fame is hiring me. <laughs> I don't think it's that grandiose. But in any event, uh, yeah, it's a great transition. I love being here. Great. Famous or infamous, I guess, is, yeah, uh, exactly. is two ways to look at it. Uh, so, Justin, uh, being that you're sort of new to, to at least my podcast, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, an electric vehicle specialist. Um, what do you do? What's your role? And, and how do you think that's helping our customer? Yeah, day to day, we, we uh, take inquiries from customers that come in via either voicemail or um, our new software, uh, Power Clerk, uh, and we'll um, help customers in any way that they need. So the form will give us some information about what their exact needs are and uh, we'll kind of think those through and come up with a plan to, to, to best help them as it relates to their EV journey. And then we'll, we'll give them a call. We'll uh, email them depending on, on what they uh, prefer in terms of communication method. Uh, and we'll walk them through the entire process. Excellent. And, and so, uh, Carson, I think what I'm hearing, though, is like 
uh, I don't necessarily have to like figure out the web page and then try and try and decipher what's going on. So if I'm if I'm looking at the web page and I'm not sure, I give Carson a call. What happens? Yeah, absolutely. So we've actually partnered with a, a, a multitude of different areas through our company uh, to make sure that customers are getting appropriate answers. So even if they call our call center, our call center knows how to get in touch with us. Um, so what will happen is they'll either send us to our voicemail or they'll direct us to like a, a form online where exactly what Justin said, um, any part of their EV journey, we will help them with. And it's it's really an incredible experience, especially for, for us, but really for them because we're not salespeople, we are educators. So we get to educate people about the transition from uh, an internal combustion engine to an EV. And we're we, our job is to hand out money to people to make them change their behaviors and like, and to really show them like what that transition looks like. And it's a blast. And we speak about transitions. If you were to look outside of my house, this is where we're recording today, it would look like maybe there's an EV convention going on. Because uh, I think there's more electrical vehicles in my in my driveway and in front of my house than there have been in my whole neighborhood since I've been here. So um, that speaks volumes. So not only uh, do the three of you work in this space, you really believe in this. Without any doubt. We, we are full-fledged EV enthusiasts. Well, and so Justin, what turned you on to EVs? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, I've been really into uh, taking care of Earth for a very long time. In fact, I am currently a, a, a student at Michigan State University in a, an environmental field. Uh, and so back in probably 2015, 16, I started getting really, really interested in electric vehicles. I, I found Tesla, found them very interesting. Um, and then when my son was born, I thought I want to put him in the safest thing that I possibly can, uh, and that happened to be a Tesla Model Three. So um, I ended up pulling the trigger. You know, it was kind of a, an accumulation of of things that that pushed me that way, and uh, my love and uh, for EVs has only grown stronger since then. Well, and I think it, your T-shirt surely shows that. <laughs> um, I'm familiar with that particular vehicle. Um, for the audience, uh, there's a picture of a, a pickup truck. Uh, on the front of Justin's shirt. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's that's a pretty cool uh, truck. It, it um, It's one of the first ones that I really kind of saw some YouTube videos on and read some articles about. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is the Rivian R1T. Uh, it's out on the road now. Uh, we've been manufacturing them for a number of months. Uh, and it's kind of the perfect uh, adventure vehicle. Um, you know, if I, could, if I could go out and buy any EV and it could be in my driveway today, it would be a Rivian. Uh, it, it, um, it's the full package and it's great. As I understand it, tailgating vehicle it has a, an awesome cooler that you can drain once the ice is gone. Um, it can, you can take it into the mountains. It can off road. Uh, it's yeah, it's an awesome vehicle. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with it, go out to YouTube and check this out because, um, that is the one thing that it really kind of caught my eye was all the like cool little things things that are there that uh, you don't necessarily get in a, in a regular vehicle. Not only that, it looks cool too. You can't see it on a podcast, but it, it's a pretty cool looking vehicle. And as an MSU person, you should appreciate this like the ultimate tailgate vehicle, right? Yes. In addition to the cooler, there's the what's called vehicle to load technology where you can pull power out of this and you know you can run some electric equipment, a grill or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. And you can add a tent to the, the truck bed. Uh, it has a pull-out stove and sink, and it's, it's a camping kit. I mean, again, if I could buy any car today, it would be a <laughs> You could literally live out of it. <laughs> well, I, I think if your tailgate, tailgate goes sideways, you've got a tent, so that's a, that's a good <laughs> thing, right? You could just stay in the parking lot until things cool down. EVs and safety, you, you can't make a better pair. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, 
Carson, what about you? I mean, what turned you on to EVs? Yeah. So, you know, I remember as a kid, I, I always thought like, man, gas is expensive. Um, what, what other options are there? And when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, when I got into a car accident late last year, I knew that I needed to make a change. And I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about electric vehicles for a while. I, but I was a novice. I truly didn't know about everything that would really capture me into that whole world. Did it end up becoming a job? Yes. Um, but really what, what got me in probably most people is that, you know, this is a really great change, not only for my wallet, for the earth. And if you can combine those two things together, it's like, like a match made in heaven. So I can't name just one, but those are like probably my biggest. All right. And Carl, I mean, you have a, you have a blog and probably half the world knows about your, (laughs) about, you know, what you really like about electric vehicles, but what was kind of the tipping point for you? Yeah. So I lived in, in Germany as an expat and, um, and this was, you know, in the early 20 teens, I guess you'd call it. Um, and, you know, gas diesel was the equivalent of $7 a gallon over there. So when I came back, I looked for something. Also, you know, like Carson said, I, I knew there was going to be a different way. So I picked up a used Nissan Leaf, which only had like 80 miles of range. But for me, it worked out fine for my commute. And my then employer had workplace charging. So I basically was driving for free. Um, but even if I didn't, just the, uh, just being able to charge at home and, you know, the, the costs associated with that. So, you know, there are a lot of things today where we say, well, there's a green premium, right? Where we, you have to pay a little bit extra to try to do something, um, that's more environmentally friendly. The cool thing about EVs is if you look at the total cost of ownership, maybe not the upfront cost, um, but the total cost of ownership is actually lower than a combustion vehicle. So, not only are you doing something that's environmentally friendly, but it's good for your pocketbook as well. Well, and you drove the heck out of that leaf, right? You just recently traded that in or, or sold it, right? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, you know, I got, I can't remember what it is now, but 60,000 miles on it or something like that. And that, you know, for a short range vehicle, I wasn't taking any road trips in it. Although I did drive it from Missouri to Michigan. I moved up here just as an adventure. And yes, you can do it. Uh, much easier these days. But, yes. uh, but yeah, uh, we trade it in to have something longer range now. Well, and let's talk about that for a minute. So if the audience wants to hear about uh, Carl's journey in the Leaf uh, on his long-distance drive, we did talk about that, I think, in the very first podcast that you and I did. So uh, go back and check that out. When we talk about recharging, you said it's a little bit easier now. Um, can we talk a little bit about Power My Drive and, and how that's evolving yeah, I would love to. There are a couple of things we're doing at Consumers Energy to uh, make uh, road trips, at least in Michigan, of course, uh, a bit easier. So uh, we've got our uh, Power My Drive commercial team, who is uh, Doug Reed uh, and Chelsea, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some names, but they're doing a lot of work uh, in that space to uh, get DC fast chargers uh, throughout Michigan and, and make um, those alternative fuel corridors in Michigan. Uh, a real thing for uh, making road trips much more feasible. Well, and Carson, so let me toss this question out to you then. When we talk about expanding the network of uh, charging stations, is there a standard charging platform for EVs? So if I have a Tesla or if I have whatever brand, can I charge at any station? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, And it's kind of a difficult one to answer, but things are getting better. So... 
the standard in the U.S. is a J1772 plug. Um, the car I drive, the car Carl and Justin drive, all use that same plug. Teslas are a little bit different. They have their own supercharging network. But the good news is, is that they are allegedly opening that network to the rest of the EV world, which is actually just going to make driving EVs even better. Even without that, though, um, with that standard plug, you can still get to your destinations with using these incredible apps that are available on your phone, like PlugShare or a better route planner um, that will guide you exactly how to get to and from your destinations um, and tell you how long it will take you to charge, uh, plus um, how much it will cost you. So taking that fear out of it um, with that range anxiety shouldn't exist anymore because the, our infrastructure is, is really is really becoming top notch. And it'll only get better, right? Uh, oh, without a doubt. Like I think right now we have about 37 DC fast chargers that uh, the company rebated when the, when the company decided to install one at their place of business. And I think that we are, that list is just growing. Yeah, for yeah. reference, I mean, two hundred more. I think is what last year we had three thousand fast charging sessions, and this year on our annual report there were eighteen thousand. So that we saw an increase of six hundred percent in terms of the number of fast charging sessions on our rebated chargers. Okay, and I'm, I'm sorry, how many chargers do we have out there then in the state of Michigan? So the thirty-seven that that Carson talked about are the ones that we gave a rebate on. Okay, which is it's a subset of what's out there. So the best way to find it is an app like PlugShare. Mm -hmm. So there are some that there were already out there. You know, there are networks that are independent of what we're doing, like Electrify America, and um, and some of the, the the networks that we work with, like um, it's like ChargePoint. They they already have other chargers out there. So I don't think we have those numbers on our fingertips for you know for for EV drivers. It's typically more important where they are and are they along our driving corridors. So that's when we pull up apps. So at this point, I can't give you a number because it's it's changing so quickly. So the beauty of it is, though, instead of pulling out an app to find out where the cheapest gas station is at, it's still paying five bucks a gallon. I'm just pulling out an app and, and making sure that wherever I'm going, I've got places to charge and I know where they're at. You know what's even cooler is that multi, a lot of them are free. You'll see on there that they are free. Yeah. Like Businesses will incentivize people to come use their coffee shop, their restaurant, their bookstore, and say, you can charge your car here for free, and it's literally free. So you can't find that at a gas station. No. No, I, I haven't in my years of, I won't say how many years, <laughs> in my years of driving, that has not happened. Right. So it sounds like there's some good things going on with um, with Power My Drive. Uh, where can we go? Can we go out to, like, the Consumers Energy website and check that out? Yeah, you absolutely can. So um, our brand-new website, uh, which was enhanced, um, came out August 15th. It's www.consumersenergy.com forward slash EV for electric vehicle. There you can um, you can select to talk to an EV specialist like Justin or myself. You can really guide yourself through that entire EV process even without having to talk to us. Um, you can use this really cool new function called Zappy Ride, which will allow you to uh, put in preferences that you want for a car and it will like guide you through which car might be the best for you EV style. So it's it's very robust. Go to it. All right. And that's www.consumersenergy.com forward slash EV. EV. How easy Pretty is, easy. How easy is that? <laughs> so Justin, if I go out there and I do have a question that I can't get answered on the website um, and I either send an email or I make a phone call, how soon can I expect to hear from either you or Carson? Yeah, uh, this is something we're, we're very proud to say is 24 hours or less. Uh, 
effectively the next business day, if not the same business day. We're, we're, we're speedy with, with uh, getting back to folks. And partially or, or probably wholly because we just enjoy this stuff so much. Mm-hmm. Like I want to talk to as many people as I can. It's almost like a hobby, <laughs> what I'm doing for my job. In fact, my wife jokes often that like I, I used to do this anyway before I got hired into this position. And now I'm just getting paid to, to do things that I find to be fun. Justin and I will uh, sometimes we have little competitions about who gets the next call because we're both so excited about it. So we're like, no, 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 I'm taking that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're having fun. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like I can relate. I can relate um, to that. So um, this week, though, uh, this is a special edition of the podcast. Uh, if the audience hasn't noticed, it's coming out on a Monday and not a Wednesday. Uh, the reason is uh, that Drive Electric Week kicks off this Friday, uh, September 23rd. Uh, so I'm going to throw the basketball in the air and uh, you guys can jump for it. Who wants to talk uh, first about Drive Electric Week? Yeah, I'll take that. Um, so maybe a little bit of background. What, what is National Drive Electric Week? There is a nonprofit uh, organization in the U.S. called Plug in America. Uh, and their goal is to to be sponsors, to be EV advocates, things like that. So. Uh, what they've done is they've created this week-long series of events where they ask volunteers to create local events. And, uh, you know, this is something that I did even before I joined Consumers Energy, where some of us would get together in the EV community. Uh, we book a place that we think is going to be popular and then just bring our own vehicles. And what's neat about that is it's, there's no sales pressure because it, there are no dealers typically. Maybe once in a while we'll entice some to come and show you know the new vehicles. But by and large, it's the EV owners, the EV advocates that will show you their personal vehicles, and so you get kind of the straight story. You know what is it? What's what's it like to charge? What's it like to drive? Things like that. And and so this um, national national and actually. North American event now has grown to the point where there's there are lots of regional events and we have a bunch here in Michigan that we can you know talk about the the, the first of which is right here in East Lansing September 23rd um, and now I'm going to forget them all because I don't have notes in front of me um, go ahead go ahead well and that's okay because um, I think if you go out to the National Drive Electric Week website yes. which is uh, driveelectricweek.org. That's driveelectricweek.org. Um, you can find all of those. So I won't yes. make you try and figure them all out, Carl. Yeah, yeah but um, we can rattle a few of them off here yes. from memory. Like I said, September 23rd. Um, then September 24th, there's a fairly big event with MSU. I'm going to let Justin talk about that. Yeah, I am very excited for the event at MSU on the 24th. It's uh, the week of the Minnesota game and uh, we'll be there at the, it's called the Tur- uh, Tuck Turf, so uh, like Mel Tucker, it's his zone. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's on the west side of the stadium, and we're going to be there with with some Michigan State EVs. I think we'll have a Mach-E, uh, we'll have a uh, Chevy Bolt EUV, and then um, some kind of big transit truck. I don't know how, what that's going to look like. Um, and then I think I'll, I'll be bringing a, a, a Consumers Energy uh, Chevy Bolt or something to that effect, and we're just going to be talking to anybody we can about um, electric vehicles while handing out some pretty cool swag and playing some games. So come on by. I'll have to check it out because we are season ticket holders. Uh, go green um, in more ways than one, right? Yes. Uh, so, yeah, we'll look for you guys there, definitely. And for any of my other uh, MSU Spartan fans or Minnesota fans, either or, um, please go check that out um, on 
uh, September 24th. And then at the same time, if you're if you're in the, the west part of the state, in Kalamazoo, there's an event um, on the 24th as well. So um, that's we're going to have an electric school bus at that one. So that's a cool thing to check out, uh, and that's something that we're also involved with in our Power My Fleet program. And um, I'm trying to think of some of the next events. I know in Grand Rapids we have something on the 27th, like a coffee type thing. Um, our very own Megan Radecki is organizing that one at the Marriott. So as people are coming in in the morning, get a coffee and a donut, check out an EV, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next, guys? I'm trying to remember yeah, the other so ones. I have, uh, I have a 5K I'll be working at in Brighton. I think it's the, the Torch 5K or something uh, to that effect. And uh, Monroe Community County Community College, Monroe County Community Community College, College. that's a tongue twister for me, (laughs) Um, we'll be uh, at a show there. Um, That's later this October 15th. Yeah, yeah, it's later. It's actually outside officially the week, Yeah, Mm -hmm. but uh, they decided to organize that event and we can take part in that. Great. Lots of, lots yeah. of great stuff coming up. Uh, sounds like a packed week. And then uh, if you want more information, again, the uh, driveelectric.org is a great place to go to get that. Or you can call uh, any of our specialists in uh, 24-hour turnaround. That's that's pretty good. Almost unheard of in the business world. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'll call someone back, you know, an hour or two after they left a voicemail or 10 minutes or something. They're like, oh, that was fast. Yeah, Absolutely. So good. That's all good to know. Um, so as we uh, wrap up the podcast and our discussion about Drive Electric Week, I'd like to kind of give each of you an opportunity to kind of leave the audience with a, a message to, to take out of this. Um, not only uh, go out, check it out, and participate. Um, you know, I did want to say that uh, I think it's very cool that um, all of these are really inf- truly informational, that we're not there to sell you something. Um, that we're there just to give you information uh, and help you make some decisions. So um, we'll start with Justin. Um, anything you'd like to leave the audience with as we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, there, there's a lot of apprehension out there about driving an EV specifically. Um, I would say that once you get behind the wheel of one, you should have financing available because you're going to want one. Carson. Yeah, uh, great points, Justin. Um <laughs> I, you know, uh, I, I was a skeptic at first too, and now I'm a full-hearted believer. Uh, I think it's just a blast to drive electric. All the questions you get and just getting to talk to people about, about new technology, I'm like a huge techie. So it's a blast. And then on top of all that, which I don't think we've touched on yet, as an EV driver and a consumer's energy customer, if you're an electric customer, we also can put you on a special rate, which... Uh, can actually benefit your whole home. Like I have made change, just a few behavior changes, like setting my uh, dishwashing cycle till after 11 p.m. when rates are cheaper. Waiting to do my laundry over the weekend. Um, so not only is it impacting like my commute and my driving habits, but my home too. So there's lots of stuff that we can t- tell you all about. You just really have to just ask the questions because I wouldn't have known either. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that, Justin. Yeah, Carson brings up a good point. There are some things that we can do from the power my drive perspective that can also incentivize you. Like we have our bring your own charger program that will give you 10 bucks a month as long as you charge between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m., which, you know, this is no secret, we all do it. And we all get our 10 bucks every month. Um, alternatively, you could go with um, a power my drive uh, rebate for a, a rebate eligible charger, up to $500 toward the purchase of one, which covers probably 80% of the cost, um, if my math is right, which it's probably not, but it's pretty close. 
So just uh, keep those things in mind when considering an EV2. All right. Thanks for that. And Carl? Yeah. So maybe the message I want to leave people with is, is that driving electric is a paradigm shift. You know, we, we've all been doing it for so long, it's second nature to us. But we understand people coming in, they're going to have lots of questions, right? Yeah, but what about this? What about that? You know, what about charging? But isn't, isn't my, am I not going to have to change my battery? We've covered some of those things in the past podcasts. But um, I think those are things that we collectively can answer. So if you have those questions, please don't hesitate to reach out, whether you can come to a show, uh, whether you just want to drop us a Teams message or an email or call the, the, the EV specialists. Because I think it, it, it all seems scary, but as Justin said, and Carson has said, you know, once you start doing it, it, it becomes second nature, and then you know where the charging points are. You know, I personally have driven over 200,000 electric miles. I've never been stranded by the side of the road. The only time my car's been towed is when I had a sidewall puncture on a, on a tire because I couldn't fix the flat myself. So, you know, you're, you're not going to get stuck. Uh, you know, if you do the right things, if you do a little bit of planning, and those are the kind of things that we can guide you on that to, to make that journey much more palatable. And at the end, you're going to come out and say, why in the world didn't I do this much sooner? Well, and I think if we look back to the the advent of the internal combustion engine in the in the in the car, um, that I think people who worked with horse and buggies doubted whether the vehicle would ever take off and look where it's at today. And and I think that the electric car is not a novelty anymore. I mean, anyone who lives in Lansing, Michigan, could go to the Ari Oles Museum downtown mm-hmm. and see one of their very first electric cars that General Motors started working with and at the time it was a novelty um but that is that is no longer the case and um carson you captured it uh brilliantly uh because carl has been trying to get me behind the wheel of an ev since the first time we talked and so finally at the jackson uh safety fair uh, i got behind the wheel of of an ev and you're absolutely right like when you get in there i'm thinking to myself well I'm not going to be able to buy a new car here for a little while because we just got some new cars, but, but we will really be seriously looking at an EV for our household in that next vehicle we get because um, just get behind the wheel and you'll know what these guys are talking about because it's a different driving experience, but it's a, it's a good different driving experience. And so um, I would, uh, you know, challenge our audience to go out and just test drive one uh, and see how you like it. And the other thing I want to do is throw a challenge out there to anyone listening to call our, our EV specialists and see if you can't stump them. I, th- I think they've heard a lot of questions. Um, and, and so uh, I think they have a lot of great answers for you. Um, so call them and give them those hard questions. And uh, I think you'll get some great answers. Yeah. We want to give you money. The government wants to give you money. Your utilities want to give you money. Your, your state wants to give you money. So just ask us the questions and you know we will we are going to guide you the best we can excellent and thanks to all three of you for uh coming on and uh doing the podcast today uh and again um consumersenergy.com slash ev is a place to go for that information uh drive electric electricweek.org if you want to know what's going on for electric week and then call us email us text us however you communicate Uh, get, Get in touch with us and we'll answer those questions that you have.